0: This episode of the Breakthrough Success Podcast is brought to you by Jobber. Jobber is your business's command center. The easy-to-use app powers your sales, operations, and customer service all in one place. Go check them out at getjobber.com slash breakthrough to receive 20% off your first six months. What's going on, Breakthrough Success listeners? Mark Birdie here, and if you want to grow your business, you have to get more customers, more people who will pay you money, because the lifeline of your business is revenue and likes and followers and engagement. All those things help, But if you're not making the money, if you're not getting the clients, you don't have a business. So that's why in this episode, we are going to be talking with someone who has gotten 600 clients over his lifetime through his digital marketing agency. We are going to jump into that. Before we do though, let's talk about our guest. So here comes the lead up for our guest, who is a first generation immigrant from Ukraine who was forced to become a self-taught digital marketer as a result of the 2008 recession. Our guest has now helped over 600 clients with their digital marketing and hosts the popular Digital Savage Experience podcast. So our guest who joins us is none other than Roman Prokopchuk. Roman, welcome.
1: Thanks for having me on. You did well on that last name too.
0: (laughs) Roman, it certainly is a pleasure to have you on Breakthrough Success. There's a lot of practice that went into that, but we... Got it done. So, thank you so much for coming on. 600 clients throughout the lifetime. That's dream numbers for so many different people. So, we're going to uh, peel that a little bit so we can unveil a little bit of what's worked best for you. Before we do that, though, I know I mentioned that in the intro 2008 recession. That's when you feel like you have to get started. I feel like this is especially relevant now because we have the pandemic and a lot of people who have lost their jobs. So, how did you make the transition from 08 the recession and all the stuff that happened there to learning digital marketing and getting to where you are
1: yeah it was basically out of necessity so i was a criminal justice major right before i graduated college i interned with the secret service held the top secret federal clearance and thought i was going to go that route but then the recession happened so state local and federal agencies froze hiring so i was you know applying to jobs for months on end and couldn't find anything at that point point. like kind of depression set in. And only thing that really kept me sane was going to the gym, really working out, kind of clearing my mind. And I made a connection, I met somebody, so I think you should be open-minded in terms of relationship building and networking, and they understand my situation. And they said, you know, come out to my car, I have something for you, which could have went, you know, several different ways. (laughs) And in 2008, it was still funny because they opened their truck and handed me a packet about search engine optimization. It was like a 50 page packet. And uh, they said, read this over and uh, basically take another month or two. And then you can basically start doing search engine optimization and some other digital stuff for our company. And that's kind of how I got my foot in the door and kind of ran in that, uh, you know, career or that specific industry. So in the last, I guess, 12 years, I've held three director roles in other agencies, founded my agency in 2012. Like you said, I've worked with over 600 clients, different verticals, Fortune 500 clients, managed teams. So really kind of embraced it and, you know, took it and ran with it because I needed it. And, uh, you know, after that first job, I put my ego aside and took a a contract temporary role for 16 bucks an hour to get my foot in the door in another company. And then got picked up full time and got a salary. So I think it's taking advantage of opportunity and putting your ego to the side, because I know a lot of people are graduating now into an economy that's, you don't know what's going to happen next. And everybody's kind of still stay at home or at least where I am. So I think it's, either pivoting or kind of running with what you need to do. And still now you can network, meet people, especially through things like podcasts, through different networking things on Zoom. And in terms of back then and now, the technology sets us up really great in terms of maintaining those
0: connections. And relationships and networking, that was a big part And you get random opportunities as you get to know more people. That's why I'm a big advocate for podcasting breakthrough success. We're more than 550 episodes in, and that doesn't include other podcasts and stuff like that. So podcasting, that is also something Roman is very great at. So if you don't have a podcast and you're looking to meet people, it's certainly a great path. Now I feel like Roman, you get the SEO packet, you learn it, you do the research and at that point you're at a spot that a lot of people can relate to you have the knowledge but you don't have the clients yet and there is this bridge like there's this gap between you have the knowledge on stuff and now you got to get the clients so how did you transition from okay i have the skill set now to now meaningfully getting clients
1: Yeah. So I mean, things people can do now also is like intern or do work for free that really builds up kind of a pedigree or a body of work. So basically, I started at that company. And it's funny, because they were supposed to pay me for the two, three months I was there, but the person's cat got cancer. And that money went to the cancer treatment. So they're like, you know, put your resume out there. And you know, maybe somebody else will kind of pick you up. But sorry, we can't pay you. So basically, I did all that work for free. But it was a starting point. So you can't look at something like, you know, I'm not getting six, seven, eight figures right now, but you are getting that experience. And that experience is a lot more valuable than, in my opinion, what you actually also learn in the classroom. Because you have to have that drive because anything that's, you know, education based or kind of skill sets can be taught if somebody just needs or has the will to learn it. And I think the drive is the only thing missing. So you need to want to wanna do it and kind of stay with it because if I didn't love it or I didn't like it, I wouldn't be in the, the position I am 12 years down the line and still, you know, working, building relationships, getting clients and still continuously learning because it's one of those fields where it's, it's ever changing. So you have to keep learning as you go along, which is one of the things that kind of keeps me going and, and keeps me
0: kind of on top of my game. And relationships are certainly a big part of this. I'm wondering, what's your approach for getting the relationships? Is it a heavy focus on interviewing the right guests? Is it LinkedIn Sales Navigator? What's your approach for building relationships and finding these types of people?
1: Yeah, so to, to start off with, when I first started kind of my agency, it was the people that I worked with, keeping those connections. If you leave a role, I definitely recommend, obviously, leave on good terms if you can and not burn bridges. Because I worked in uh, one role you know hundred 150 people passed through while I was there in terms of digital marketing managers, directors, went to other agencies, started their own consultancies and agencies, and then knew what my skill set was and what I was good at so then when I left, they basically came to me and basically referred work to me or including including my agency and my skill set as part of their you know proposals to clients and things of that nature so it was kind of a good inroad to begin with. Podcasts actually have helped also. I mean, I've gotten leads from being on podcasts. I think in the last year and a half, I've been on about 60 or so. And I have 171 episodes live on mine and 60 in queue, which is crazy. But um, yeah, I mean, I think it's just being genuine and, and not looking, well, personally being genuine and not looking for anything in return and whatever you do, try to add value. And in terms of different opportunities, when you are getting interviewed, just trying to add value or connect with people. I mean, I jump on calls all the time, Skypes, uh, Zoom meetings, you know, text message, whatever, DMs of people that don't necessarily afford my services, but I will give them the pointers in terms of what they need to do so other people don't screw them over and give them at least a, a strategic direction. So then when they meet somebody or tell a colleague, hey, this person helped me out, free of charge and really pointing me in the right direction, it builds an organic kind of brand and shows who I am as a person also in terms of my core values that then will align with the right people in terms of clients.
0: We have more great content coming up in this episode, but first we have a message from today's sponsor, Jobber. Jobber's award-winning software helps small home service businesses organize their entire operations from scheduling jobs and managing their crews to invoicing customers and collecting payments. That way, you can spend more time on the services you're already great at. Job by job, business by business, Jobber is transforming the ways their customers deliver service. Start your free trial over at getjobber.com slash breakthrough. All right, let's get right back into the episode. And it's interesting you mentioned the free element because there's something to say about the strategy call model, which my link is down below in the show notes. I'm a big believer of the strategy call model. But when you do free calls, there is this mix of ideally you'd want the person on the phone to become your client, but you don't want to be sales either. So how do we get that solid mix of we're providing free value but we're also increasing the odds that the person becomes a client.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think in 2020, a lot of information is free. So putting a spin on information. So like nothing that is uh, very skillful, I think you can find on YouTube, you can find anywhere in terms of kind of strategy, but that kind of experience is hard to find. So let's say somebody that worked on, you know, five, uh, 50 pharmaceutical accounts or something in terms of social media or something else that have a, a proven record in terms of delivering value. It's one thing to read something in a book or watch a YouTube video. It's another thing to actually strategically fulfill it and get results. So when you first start out actually getting that body of work and then running with it and then putting information for free, helping people out, Mm -hmm. sharing as much as possible, because they're going to find it somewhere else anyway, honestly, for free. And then they'll come to you and understand who you are and what you do. And then you can add that value and that added value in terms of you being the expert.
0: And I like the idea of offering the free content because free information is all over the place. So this episode, you know, how to get more clients. There is no way that I am the only podcaster talking about this. And this is the only episode that covers this. So I'm grateful you chose to listen to Breakthrough Success and you chose to listen to this episode. I know there are a lot of other options, but that goes to show if you are holding back on creating the free content, then someone else is going to get that traffic. Someone, like if we didn't publish this episode, someone, there's going to be another podcast that then gets the download because that podcast also talks about how to get more clients. And I feel like a lot of people struggle with the free content because people see the free content and they see it as I could be helping a client at this stage. I could be doing outreach somewhere to get more clients. So how do we justify the free content? Some people, they just don't feel like it's worth it given they can make money elsewhere.
1: Well, it's branding and visibility. So oftentimes I recommend to people in terms of if you are the expert in something, share that expert content. So create a knowledge base and then get those people on your website and then expose them to things of, you know, products, offerings, and services that you have, because once you get them to the site, I feel like it's half the battle is won. So then you put them in your funnel and figure out how to get them to the information you need eventually for that product or service. But if they're struggling with a pain point and you do a good job alleviating it, there may be something more advanced that obviously you're an expert in, and then they'll stay on your site, which I've seen in terms of kind of introducing a knowledge base to a website and doubling organic traffic to the site as a whole, and keep feeding it and basically showing who you are as an expert, because that free content should be unique and shouldn't be redundant nonsense content and regurgitated that you find somewhere else. It should really add value And that value is driving traffic and building visibility and kind of name recognition for your brand twofold. So although you're doing things that are free, giving free content out, it's technically growing your brand.
0: And with that brand growth, there's a lot of things that can happen. Uh, Some people who they will not buy any of your stuff ever. They're still viewing your content, which means word of mouth is still possible. And you have the algorithms on all these different platforms. So Creating free content, it's definitely one of those long-term strategies for gaining traction. Now, is there any short-term strategies you know of that help with the brand building and clients in between the content buildup, or would you just say only free content and it's all just a long-term process?
1: Well, obviously, if you have a paid budget, you can uh, have some wiggle room with that. So paid search and paid social. I definitely recommend if you are putting content out, if you have a paid social uh, budget or a paid budget, pushing it on social. A lot of stuff is performing very well in terms of kind of reach on LinkedIn. So that's a good place in terms of it before being just kind of a resume site. Now it's actually a community of people sharing and building their own reputation and their own brand. But I would definitely uh, recommend if you're putting organic content out, let's say uh, white papers, case studies, blog posts, any consumable content that's kind of fresh content in that sense to one, if you have a minimal budget, try to increase it to the right audience, obviously. And then two, take advantage of groups on different platforms. So Facebook groups related to the content you're putting in, obviously it's a free effort. So if you have somebody internally that can do that for you that monotonous work of you know posting it and and being as natural as possible do that and uh, i've seen linkedin groups also work really well in terms of engagement and Mm. keeping the conversation going and the other thing like i said to consider is social media is meant to be social so have a conversation see what people are talking about if somebody has a question that's related to what you do Answer that question. Continue that conversation, and really take advantage of social media instead of just you know scrolling through and seeing cat videos or you know nice pictures
0: of uh, food. And groups are really valuable because it eliminates that excuse where a lot of people see social media as if you want to build your audience, you start with zero followers, you build up to a hundred thousand, all these milestone numbers. But in a group, maybe the group has three thousand people. And then as 3000 people you're automatically able to engage with instead of having to build up to 3000 followers. Now you should build up the followers in the background, but in groups, you are instantly in front of thousands of highly engaged people. If you are in the right groups. Now I know for you, you've helped over 600 clients over the lifetime of your business, and that isn't something you can't do with a one man show. So when did you realize like, okay, I need a team. And then, how did you slowly hand off roles and even work of entire clients to your staff?
1: yeah, I mean, majority of it was to begin with was the the repetitive uh you know things that you would do over and over again, so let's say social media management or different content creation aspects or things that you would do um, in terms of reporting or checking of metrics, things of that nature that would be done weekly, biweekly, monthly. And a lot of the time took took up a lot of the time and some of which was automated, but stuff like that was initially handed off and then tactical and strategic planning, obviously I, I still handled and then basically handed that off when I was comfortable. So now it's just kind of reviewing things and kind of making sure the ship is running smoothly. But
0: I mean, it happened within a year or two, I would say. And that's just going to be something you have to do as you keep growing. Like at the beginning stages, you don't really have to worry about having the assistant or even thinking about building a team, but it is something to keep in the back of your mind. If you are someone who wants to get dozens and eventually hundreds of clients, the way that Roman has. So I know Roman has his podcast, which we will be throwing in the show notes. What else do you want me to throw in the show notes? So everyone, including you listening right now can follow Roman on his work and journey. I mean,
1: in personal life, I'm a foster parent, so I've uh, fostered 20 kids since June of 2018. So that adds to a big component, basically seeing how the system is broken and advocating about that and hopefully bringing about change in the state that I'm in and nationally. So I've done a lot of interviews specifically about my experiences as a foster parent, the foster care system, and especially kind of the the collapses and and holes in the foster care system during this whole COVID thing, because they really Mm -hmm. kind of drove the ball even more so than before. So really advocating for the kids in our home and the kids in the foster care system in the
0: United States. Wow. I mean, that's a really great mission right there. And I mean, I I could see it based on how you came to the U S and how you've built yourself up and, I could definitely see why something like that would really resonate with you. So, I mean, if you guys want to hear more of this with Roman, I mean, he's done a whole bunch of interviews. We will have links to follow Roman and his work, but I mean, not only are you with Roman, you're getting the strategies to get more clients, grow your platform, but you're also getting someone with a really meaningful mission based on stuff that happened to him in the past. So, Links will be down there. Roman, this was such a great episode. Thank you so much for coming on Breakthrough Success. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. This episode of the Breakthrough Success podcast was brought to you by Jobber. Jobber is your business's command center. The easy to use app powers your sales, operations, and customer service all in one place. Start a free trial or sign up today to receive 20% off your first six months. Find out more at getjobber.com slash breakthrough.